right, welcome to another episode of Really Healthy, brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. We have a great show for you today. Really excited. We have Dr. Christopher Chris, Christopher Chris Jones, who's mm-hmm. a, an internal medicine doctor who specializes in metabolic disorders with uh, Intermountain Healthcare. Anyways, welcome. Thank We're going to talk a lot about... Uh, hormones and and kind of what are they and and how they impact our lives and where do they come from what do they do and and what what kind of relationship they have to us being healthy unhealthy all this stuff so super excited to to have you with us today maybe to start out with uh, what are hormones Uh, excellent question so hormones would best be defined as something that is a chemical that is starts in one place in the body and then it travels to another place in the body to have its effect. And so one of the most common hormones that you'll hear of, if, if you just say the word hormone, people are going to think estrogen or testosterone. It's the most common one. So estrogen is made in one place in the body, actually the ovaries, and then goes and has its effect all over the body in many different ways. Testosterone, the same, is made in one place and has its effect in multiple different areas. And so that's actually the definition of a hormone. And there are so many hormones that we don't think about, but there's also quite a few common ones that most people have heard of. So are hormones, uh, are they only produced in your body? Or or, or that's the only place we can get them? They're They're not found in your diet. They're not found (laughs) in your diet. I mean, it's the the only, only, but our body produces all of the hormones that we need. Is that correct? So that's correct. Our body, at least in a healthy body, a diseased body wouldn't, but a healthy body produces all the hormones we need. If you tried to eat some hormones, uh, they have to be kind of processed a little bit to get past the stomach and into our system. They just don't work quite the same. Plus, the way they're supposed to work is created in a certain place and travel to another place. And so when you, when you have hormones, hormone pills or hormones that you put on, on the skin, uh, there's a limited ability for them to get in and do their thing. But they do. They, they can be kind of synthetically put in. I, I, I was just but, thinking but, of like steroids or in, yeah. things like that, that. Yeah, so healthy bodies make everything you, that they need. You don't need, you don't, you don't actually need that. Yeah, that's for sure. So I'm really excited that you're here because I want to ask you the question that everybody <laughs> asks me. Okay, excellent. This is what people do. So I'm a, tra- a, tra- a trainer and a dietitian, and they come up and say, I'm doing everything right. I eat well. I exercise. I just can't lose weight. My hormones are so out of whack. So what do you do? <laughs> if that's where you feel like you are, A, is that a real thing? Mm-hmm. And B, how does someone figure that out or navigate that? So I like the last part of your question the very, fir- the yeah. very most. The first part of the question is very difficult. Right. And, and there's so many people who have that same question in their mind. The last part of what you said is very important. How do you navigate that? Because I'd like to say that it's not simple. One of the things we often do is look for an answer, like a single answer. I know it must be my fill-in-the-blank. Yes. And and they're looking for that one answer. Most of the time it's rather complex. Uh, There's a lot of different things. So my my feeling is, and and I will likely say it multiple times as we talk today, is you have to know yourself. You have to know what's going on with you, what works for you, what works in your body. So... Uh, frequently, my job, right, is mm-hmm. to help people to navigate that. There are times when there are chemical abnormalities, hormonal abnormalities in your body, either too many, too, too, uh, too few, and, and we have to understand what that looks like and get the hormone levels to a nice place. But more often than not, it has to do with a myriad of different situations. And we'll probably talk today, I hope we talk today, about sleep, about stress, 
and a number of different things that fit into to this picture that's not just diet and exercise. Having said that, I think diet and exercise is the foundation. So you right. need to start there. Yes. Yes. And is this true? Because people also say it takes years for hormone imbalance to show up. So people will honestly say, I have not been able to lose weight for years. And I know my hormones are out of whack and I've had blood tests and they're fine. But it takes years for that to show. Like how, how um, quickly do hormones really affect our weight? Excellent question. The, the hormones that I'm going to when you say hormones, remember I said there are so I many. I know, there's so yeah, many. <laughs> there's so many. Well, which one do you want to talk about? Um, th there are quite a few. So, for instance, let's talk about one uh, briefly that, that most people don't know about. It's called ghrelin. Yeah. And, and I like that one because it, we experience it every day. It's the hormone that makes us feel hungry. It, it's that gnawing pit in our stomach. I know it's time to eat. I can feel it, and it's starting to hurt. So yeah. your, your, your stomach is ghrelin? Your stomach is ghrelin, hungry, right? exactly it. right. Ghrelin, yeah. It's ghrelin. <laughs> it's ghrelin big, yes. So, so this hormone has an impact on us very, very quickly. You know, within within minutes, uh, mm. if this hormone level goes up, you'll feel it. You'll know about it, and you'll have a change within your system. And and if you were to measure it, you could just measure it changing all day long. And so, in that sense, that hormone is very quick. Yeah. And so, the hormones w that, that I think most people are talking about when they say. This takes a long period of time to show up. I know that's the, the trouble, but it's not showing up yet. I just know it's the trouble, and eventually it'll show up on the blood test. Those would be the hormones that are uh, like thyroid hormone and maybe the estrogen and progesterone hormones. And those hormones do change slowly. The question is, did they change enough to really have that impact that people assume they're having. Mm -hmm. and, and so that would be one of severity. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where we get into trouble a lot of times, uh, is, is the severity. Do we think that when the hormone is off just by a tiny bit, is that enough to result in 50 pounds of weight gain? Yeah. Is, is, is that enough, right? And so most of the doctors would say, well, it's a portion, it's a piece, it's a small, and we do want to work on that. We do want to get those hormones to be in a good place, but remember that this is complex, and it's not just that one thing. And so there's multiple things we need to look at as we try to achieve optimal health. So are there different times in your life where your hormone levels change, and that might cause weight gain or maybe even weight loss? I, I don't know. Like, uh, as women age and, and they kind of go through that menopause, you know, men, their testosterone levels change as they get older. Does does just your, your weight, or I'm sorry, your age sometimes impact your ability to lose or, or maybe even to gain weight? It does. I think there is some, a little bit of science and a whole lot of experience uh, that women have a harder time losing weight, and in particular after menopause. Their hormone levels change, and, and that changing hormone level, particularly estrogen, uh, does make it more difficult to lose weight. And so that, that is a real factor, and that is one of those slow hormones that changes over time. Yes, you'll find that uh, as you get older, the weight loss is more difficult, and that is a hormonal thing, we believe, we think. All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, when we come back, though, I want to talk more about maybe some of the specific hormones in our bodies and what impact they have or don't have on our health and, and, and our weight loss. Uh, also, what other things actually affect have a, affect, your affect your hormones and whatever. Right, I have so many more questions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're listening to Really Healthy. We'll be back in a minute.
Welcome back to Really Healthy with Scott Mitchell and Melanie Douglas. Today our guest is Dr. Chris Jones, who's an internal uh, medicine specialist and also specializes in metabolic disorders with Intermountain Healthcare. And we've, we've been talking specifically about hormones today and kind of how they impact our health and our weight. Uh, and we've talked a little bit of maybe about estrogen and testosterone, but there are other specific hormones that are produced in our body that have a significant impact on weight loss and our health. Maybe you could share a little bit about some of what they are. Absolutely. The, the hormone that I think people should know about the most is cortisol. There's a, there's a few of the cortisol family hormones, and, and you might have heard it by different names, but let's use the word cortisol as a, as a standard hormone that's a stress hormone. Cortisol is one of our classic ones that causes weight gain. It's one that's really difficult to fight against, and it's one that we have a hard time controlling, but it's very significant to our overall health. Where, where is it produced? It is produced in the adrenal glands, which are just above the kidneys. Little small glands that we don't talk about very often, uh, but are very, very important to us. If we didn't have this stress hormone, we would actually get into significant trouble. We wouldn't be able to handle stress. And so, you know, long, long ago, we like to think about well, why was this even created in our body? Why does this exist? And it really does help us to handle stress in a dramatic way. It, it, it increases the amount of sugar in our system. It increases the amount of energy in our system. And it, and it revs it up fairly quickly. And it, and it helps us to fight off uh, in, infections and stuff like that on a very quick basis. The problem is, in our society, we've come to have stress continually. And the continual amount of cortisol in our body is what is a problem. So when cortisol stays in our body for a long period of time, it has negative effects. So one example would be stress. Uh, we, we get stressed out by everything that happens in our life. We have this, this amazing amount of anxiety these days, and we're seeing it in the kids and, and in the adults as well. And this is, this is where cortisol is inappropriately uh, put into our body and into our system, and it encourages us to deposit fat and to, to hold on to weight. And, and so it, it tries to make energy store up for the times that, that we need it for this burst of energy. So it's nice on the short term. Long term, though, it causes the weight gain in storage. And so we, we see that directly with stress. So people who are struggling to lose weight or are stress balls like me, should you have your cortisol checked? It's an excellent question, and cortisol, when we look at the cortisol level in the body and we, we do the blood work, we look at that and say, well, how much does this person really need? We can say if you're high or if you're low, and mm -hmm. we can kind of say, relatively speaking, you should have a little more or a little less. But it's hard for us to know what your normal is. So it, what we really uh, should yeah. do is we should take everybody when they're just in, on a Hawaiian vacation <laughs> yes. and then check all their hormones and say, this is where you should be. You know, a lot of people don't have Sold. to take a vacation when they get Hawaii. home from their vacation. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> so the, the actual blood test is hard to know if I that's really reflective of what's going oh, on. But, but I can guarantee you that if we do stress scales, you could just ask someone, how stressed are you? When your original question that we talked about in last segment, when mm -hmm. you talked about somebody who says, I'm eating well, I'm exercising well, I can't lose weight, the very f next place I would go is, well, how are you handling your stress? Mm. Not that you need to get rid of it because there should be zero, but how are you handling it? Does it chew away at you? Does it eat at you? Is, is it always on your mind? Does it always make you on edge? 
you have too, many, too much cortisol and some other hormones that are really preventing you from losing weight in that situation. I, I, we got a whole lot to get to, but I'm, I'm fascinated with this. So when your body produces it, this cortisol, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's a good thing because stress in, in the right amounts is very good. Exactly. And, but what happens if it continues to produce it? I mean, like, does it, does it dissolve? It just sits there? It converts uh, things to stored energy and fat? And how does your body flush it out on, a, on like, just a normal basis? I'm just curious about how, how it disperses. How do we get rid yeah. of cortisol? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So hormones in general are chewed up by our body. And they're chewed up at different rates depending on kind of the way we're set. In fact, sometimes we think that, that everybody has a little bit of a set point of where their weight is. Now, that's not scientifically exact, but it's kind of a concept for us to think about. And we wonder, well, what is it that causes that set point? Is it that we have too many hormones produced? Or do we have the normal amount produced, but they don't get chewed up fast enough, so they kind of hang out way too long? These are the questions that we have that are hard to answer, but you're exactly right. What are the, how long do these hormones hang out and what are they doing? Um, they are supposed to be chewed up by the body, and they're not being chewed up quickly enough in some people. And so they, they stay around in higher abundance and then have that negative effect. Hmm. Insulin. What, what, insulin. What's the impact of insulin? Insulin is a hormone that is designed to take energy and, and put energy into the bloodstream and then into the muscles. And so in that sense, you'd think, well, this is one that's going to help me to maybe mobilize some energy. However, it's its job is to put energy into the muscles and into the fat cells. And so when it does that, it, it actually can have uh, enough of a negative impact that in the, in the smaller amounts, in the normal levels, it's, it's appropriate for metabolism of, of all of your muscles. If, if you have a blockage to the insulin, you'll feel weak. However, if you have more and more and more of it because you have insulin resistance, which is what diabetes is, then, then we have more and more of this insulin. That is a negative impact. It actually causes you to store that energy and to store the fats uh, in, your, in your body. It is interesting that every hormone, I shouldn't say every, because mm-hmm. it's so complex, but most hormones have a balancing hormone. So for instance, if you have insulin uh, that, that does one thing, it, there will be glucagon that balances it out the other way. The body tries to maintain its balance and so if, if you have one hormone, then the other tries to maintain its balance. And that's a really cool thing about the body. But if you get into an inappropriate balance or, or your body thinks that it should be balanced at a different weight, then, then your, ba- your body fights really hard to keep that weight. Sometimes why it's so hard to not just lose weight, but keep the weight off because your body tries to fight back for a certain balance. So it's kind of like the pH balance in your body. You have acidic, alkaline, and your body will fight to stay in that. But it's kind of at what cost? You notice, you know, it's it's pulling reserves from places, whether it's muscles or tissues or bones, to actually, and that's where a lot of the damage and and the long term negative impacts happen. That, yeah, yeah. There's uh, some uh, at least a part of that is very correct. That the negative negative impacts on our body happen from from the body trying to rebalance. Um, I I would say, however, that it's very impressive what the body does to try and stay balanced. All of its different balancing mechanisms allow us 
to to be crazy, to have some crazy fast food diet one moment, yeah. and then have guilt, and you have this big, <laughs> you know, the, this little tiny salad perfect diet the next moment, and the body's able to respond because it says, okay, I can deal with that, and I can deal with that. Yeah. And so the balancing mechanisms of the body are really quite impressive to me. Yeah, very cool. Mm. All right, we've got to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, more about some of the other uh, things what that we're doing. What affects your hormones. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So you're listening to Really Healthy, and we'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Really Healthy with Scott Mitchell and Melanie Douglas. Our guest today is Chris Jones, internal medicine doctor and also metabolic disorders with Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, we've been talking about different types of hormones that our body produces and how they impact our health and wellness and weight loss. And now there are other things that actually also impact uh, our hormones. And one of the things at the top of the list is sleep. Sleep is an interesting effect on hormones. And it was not known until recently exactly what kind of impact it had and, and if it really had an impact on our health and on our weight. And, and of course you feel sleepy, but we've found more and more evidence that sleep deprivation has a significant negative impact on who we are and on our health. Uh, one of the studies most impressive to me was they actually took a bunch of healthy people, forced them to have sleep deprivation, which would have been just fun to do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and when they were sleep deprived, during the day they, they rated themselves with an increased appetite They ate 250 calories more than they normally did when they had normal sleep, and they all gained weight. And that was very, very impressive. Uh, And we we are learning more and more about the impact of good sleep on our overall health. We do know that there are many hormones that have what's called circadian rhythm. And so they have different levels while you're asleep and different levels at night. So sleeping at night for seven hours helps these circadian rhythms and helps the hormones to find their appropriate balance so that we can have the most healthy appetite and weight. So I have sleep apnea, and it's brought on by weight gain. And I'll get to a certain weight, which I'm working towards. Excellent. And I won't have it anymore. So mm-hmm. it's 100% related to, to, to my weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt once I got diagnosed with, with sleep apnea, which, which took me, I didn't really even know you could actually get, I just always, because my dad snored all the time. So it's just <laughs> like, snore. some people snore. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And once I was finally diagnosed, I, I've been able to function because I, ha- I wear a mask and I do all that. But I, I can tell you, I was absolutely miserable before I, I had I had the the test, and I now and I now have a sleep apnea mask that I wear. I think anybody who sleeps approximately seven hours and doesn't wake up feeling rested and refreshed and ready to go, they need to have a doctor help them decide what is wrong with my sleep. There's all sorts of things that could be sleep apnea is a great example. And we've directly showed that if you treat sleep apnea, your insulin resistance improves. And for people with diabetes, the sugar improves and the weight is easier to lose. So we do need to to give enough credit to sleep as being part of healthy habits that is really a critical piece. So sleep and what you eat and exercise. Absolutely. And what else has an impact on our hormones? So we talked about stress a little bit. And that has to be... When, when someone says diet and exercise, in my mind, I instantly go to all four of those. Mm-hmm. Diet, exercise, sleep, and stress. I go to all four of those. And then there are other things, of course. 
uh, that, that play either a more minor role for most people, but for some people, a bigger role. Um, some people have genetic troubles and even environmental troubles. One of the newer ones is the gut. And the gut, it's called microbiome. And so the, the different things that are alive in our gut and the way our gut is, whether it's healthy or not healthy, actually affects our health through hormones, by different hormones that get made or not, and, and the way that food gets absorbed and not. So one of the cutting-edge uh, research that's happening now is how does this gut microbiome affect our health, including weight? Mm -hmm. and, and we don't know enough yet to advise everyone to eat this or do that, but it's definitely coming that that's one more factor that is included. So we mentioned diet having an impact on hormones. Uh, right now, I'm experimenting with a keto diet mm -hmm. with a, an emphasis on the Mediterranean sources fats. of fats, so a Mediterranean keto diet. Uh, what, what has been your uh, success or, or results of someone on a diet like this? So there are plenty of people who need a diet, if for no other reason, just for a little bit of construct about how they're going to eat so they don't just eat what's put in front of them. Uh, in all, the, all the diets that are out there have some value and some benefit, if for no other reason for that one that I mentioned. In particular, the Mediterranean diet has the most evidence and has actually an international consensus as being the healthy diet of choice across the world. If you had to choose one, that's what the world would choose. And, and it is exactly like you said. It has those healthy fats as a main portion of it. Uh, in America, we, we kind of had this big kick back in the last century about fats are evil, and we've realized fats aren't evil. It's the balance of fats and the appropriate fats. We need appropriate fats, healthy fats, to help us to make those hormones that are healthy for us, estrogens and testosterones, and, and, and most of the hormones have a, a basis in, in fat in some way. So the healthy fats really do help us to be healthy and shouldn't be shunned. So, so your diet that you talked about, keto with a, an emphasis on those fats from the Mediterranean, uh, has a really good potential to help you find the right balance. If I, if I had to write a weight loss book, it would be called Know Yourself. Because the keto diet with the Mediterranean focus for you might be fantastic. For somebody else, it might not be perfect. And you can always have every diet has somebody, yeah. somebody on the commercial who will stand up and look all beautiful and say, this is amazing. And you look at it and go, oh, that must be amazing for me. I tell people, try it if you want to. Try this one. Try that one. Try and what you do is you learn from it. How did that help you? What did it teach you about eating? What benefits did you get from it? Take those particular benefits from that diet. Learn from it. And maybe you learned from this and you read about that and you heard about this and you take all those things and say, what works for me? And so I hope that works for you. I really do. I, yeah, actually, what actually, actually you've been doing. we're writing that same book. Yeah. <laughs> Is that That's right? basically yeah, what he's been us, doing. Just, well, you, if you I'm need like, a co-author, let me know. But, I'm the weight loss <laughs> crash test dummy. So Fantastic. I just go and try all these different because he's, because he's, of, for those very things. You know, it's like yeah. I hear all this different information. So I'm let me just figure out what works for me. And, and, and here's my experience with it. And it, it's been fascinating so far. Yeah, he's done a little bit of high fiber, high protein. Mm -hmm. He's done intermittent fasting. And now awesome. he's doing this Mediterranean keto. But that is, is exactly, I totally agree that you have to try new things. 
take the things that work for you and know yourself for sure. I agree 100%. Okay, so, yeah. so Melanie, how, yeah. how are we going to sum all this up today? Well, I, I have a summary for you. Right. If you want your hormones to be healthy, this is what you have to do, right? Are you ready? You have to eat perfectly, okay? You got to eat well. You've got to get your exercise in. You need to get eight hours of peaceful sleep. You need to not be stressed, no stress. Get your stress in check. What else? You need a healthy mi microbiome. Drink plenty of water. Drink plenty of water. You need great genes, and then you'll be fine. Your hormones will be balanced, right? Perfect. And there you have it. <laughs> what a plan. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was very, very insightful, and we get questions about this all the time, so really appreciate having you here. It was great to be here. Thank you. Yep. All right. Uh, we want to thank you all for being with us today. And please go to our website, reallyhealthyshow.com. Also, follow us on all of those social places, uh, the Really Healthy podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And also, have a really healthy day that is stress-free. <laughs> Until then, we'll catch you soon.